What's good, good people? Vets, let's talk, man. We got a special guest in front of the formation today. Specialist Alan Donahoe, man. Before we get started, I'd like you guys to press that like, share, and subscribe, man. Help a brother out. It's that HBO special, man. Hey, I got more people, you know, commenting and subscribing on my Facebook than I do got on this on, on my uh, YouTube platform. So I took to get that level up, man. Just go ahead and leave them comments on the YouTube page if if possible. If possible. How you doing today, my brother? Oh, not too bad. How are you doing, man? I'm great, man. You looking good, bro. Look at you. Look like you're 20 years old, bro. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> gotta, gotta take the hair off to keep it that way, huh? Yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, I have a half moon in the middle of my head. <laughs> right, right. How the family doing, bro? Oh man, awesome, awesome! I got three girls now, so you know I'm I'm on my toes all day, every day. Hey man, that's like like my father, bro. He's got he's got eight girls, bro. I'm the only boy. He's got eight girls, so I I know I'm the baby too. So I've seen it all. Like, yep, he's stressed. <laughs> no, no, we went ahead and and nipped that one. I I wasn't taking the chance. She's got twins that run in her family. Be my luck, I'd have twin girls. So uh, right. Now we we went ahead and stopped with just three girls. <laughs> it's the same here, bro. Because I got a twin. I got a twin personally. I do. So I'm like, uh, should I chance it for some more? I was like, nah, I don't know. But <laughs> no. But anyway, bro, let's jump to these questions real quick, man. Do you remember where you were during 9-11? Yeah, I was uh I was still in high school. I was uh, a junior in high school. So I would have been in study hall when it happened, actually. Oh, wow. And uh yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty big deal. And then uh, the following year, my senior year, actually, I was in a sociology class when a recruiter come in and uh, it went off from there. When I started talking with the recruiter, then I was I was ready to join, man. I wanted to get out of Ohio and do something good. That's major, man. Like everybody's got a story to where they were, where they've been, how they felt. I like I love hearing it. I love hearing it. Because it was, when I seen it, it was like a total shock. And I didn't really, to be honest with you, believe what was on TV. I was just just looking like, okay. At the, to- at the time that it was going down, I didn't understand what was happening. I don't, I didn't follow news. I was, I was a punk kid, you know? Right. So I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to politics. I still don't really pay attention to politics, but I, I didn't know what was going on. And then when I understood what was going on, I, like I said, I was ready to talk to a recruiter and and get things going. Right, right, right. Okay, let's let's get into these questions. What do you remember about your days of service? <laughs> I I was a bit of a troublemaker in the military, you know, but at the same time, I remember being the guy that everybody could depend on, you know. So I I, I loved I loved what I did. I'm still a soldier at heart, man. All right, I still right. I still imply a lot of rules around the house with my kids on certain things. And I I, I was NBC and CO when I got out uh, for the battalion, which was a big responsibility. And probably I, I put it on my resume, as a matter of fact, that that's one of my be- best accomplishments within the military was being the NBC and CO for the battalion. Right. So what were some of the fears transitioning out of the military of any? 
my biggest fear was when I got kicked out. Hmm. I, I, I left a lot of people behind and my biggest fear was was them. It wasn't even me or my well-being at that time. And I was mad. So, you know, I just I didn't really care. I I, I threw it all aside and I, I fell into a dark hole and I didn't care what anybody had to say, man. It didn't, it didn't matter. And all the resources that were presented to me, I I, I tossed them aside and and looked for answers in a bottle and I never did find them. Wow. You know, it's, you're not the only person that feels like that. It's a lot of people out there that cut their service short due to things like outside factors, you know, due to marriage, if it's like a, a second or third deployment, they just come to a point to where they don't really lose themselves, but they don't know how to find themselves and re rebalance things. Cause as a soldier, you really don't have time. Cause you know, for the hood, deploy, 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 deploy. Cause you know, you, you guys were probably back for what, eight, nine months before you was out there again. Uh, I actually went to recon school in between my two deployments. So I, I want to say, I had about a year before I went again because I, I I left in 2004, come back 2005, and then I left 2006, come back 2007. Right, to War Horse. That's when we went to War Horse. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you know, it's just a refocus, rebalance, and you know that's what that's what this platform is for transition. Because you know we always try to find some some way to get back to a place. Don't mean that we're going to get back to that place, but how to stabilize ourselves in the midst of getting to that place. So if you catch what I'm saying, okay. Oh, yeah. Once out, how hard was it for you to adjust to civilian life? Honestly, I, I'm, I'm not there. Uh, uh, it's hard for me to work with people because you know a, a lot of people don't have that discipline, that background. When I get along more with vets or current soldiers, current military. I, I don't, I don't like younger kids. The the younger generation, they they get on my nerves, you know. So, it's it, it, I'm still I'm not there yet, you know. But at the same time, I've come a long way, man. It it's been 15 years this year. Wow. And and I'm just now getting on my feet where I'm running and, and feeling good about myself, you know. That's cool, bro. I mean, no matter the place and where you are, as, as let, let me first off, let me say this. You will always be a soldier at heart. No matter if always. you did one, two, three, four, I don't care if you like just because one individual does 20, 25, or 26, and another person does like 10 or five or six, it doesn't make that person not a soldier because it's always in you. You went in for a purpose. A lot of us, especially me, I was like, hey, I need to do this. I need to get out of this situation. And at the same time, this is something I always wanted to do. Because, you know, I, I used to watch the G.I. Joe, you know. <laughs> they used to always leave like a motivational message at the end, knowing it's half the battle. Yep, I still know that slogan, so don't 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 laugh at me. But join me, jo just join me a little bit. <laughs> hey. yes. I, I actually, I did a report on my, I had a great-grandfather who flew in a, a pilot in World War One, I, I believe it was. And, uh, and that, that kind of triggered me to want to pursue the military career. Wow. And I'm actually 
my uncle, I have an uncle and then myself, and then that that's it. So I don't come from a military background. I don't have a military family. Uh, my little brother attempted it. And uh, when he caught deployment orders, he, he copped out and he went ahead and got out the military because of that. And, uh, you know, it's just, I felt good about what I was doing and I, I felt horrible when I left. And like I said, it, I didn't listen to anybody. I didn't take any advice to even, you know, talking with friends and family throughout the military. You know, I just, I didn't listen to anybody. And, and the last two years, I finally took advice and started listening and it, it's benefited me a lot. Uh, and that's, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. That's good. And I'm, I'm so happy and proud of you, bro. For you know, just, just to being upfront saying that you can't really adjust to the norms of civilian life. Cause I still have my battles, bro. I, you know, I'm so isolated. Yeah, I know. I do. I talk, I do my motivational speeches and all that other stuff. But at the same time, I still have my problems. There's no perfect being in one person. We all, we all struggle with something. We all have a vice, but you know, people will judge you accordingly, but you know. Without my wife and kids, man, I, I, I wouldn't have made it. I, I met my wife in 2009. So it, without her, I, I wouldn't be standing here today. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be. That's cool. And everybody needs a hook. You know, I look to my family as well. My wife and my son, I, I look to them. They may not think it, but I do appreciate them jokers a lot. Even though they get on my nerves, I appreciate them a lot. But anyway, do, do you think the military gave you the tools to be motivated, even if it didn't seem like there was going to be a favorable outcome? They gave me the tools and the resources. I didn't use them. I, like I said, I, I was stubborn, hard-headed. I was, I was mad at not only myself, but I, I was mad at the situation as to why I was uh, discharged. And uh, like I said, it, they were there. Everything was presented to me. I, I had everything available. I, matter of fact, I signed waivers to say I didn't want help. I didn't want to see a psychiatrist on my way out. I didn't want to do all that. I signed paperwork and said, no, I, I don't want it and should have taken it. I, I, I should have taken every resource that was given to me and I, I didn't. So now I'm, I'm behind the curve where I got to go and ask people what certain things mean. I can't remember what certain forms are, you know, it, it's been so long and now I'm struggling to get where I need to be, but I'm getting there, but I should have done it 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. So with all that being said, bro, what advice would you give someone transitioning out of the military? Take every resource you can, every resource, even if it is just talking with Haiti, you know, talk to every, every resource, every resource. You, you you can't go wrong if somebody's gone through it they're experiencing the same thing that we are you know and we gotta help each other and every resource available will help you that way i mean like you said coming into this video we could cry we could laugh and have a good time about it and it's a good thing just to talk about it you know so every every resource is, is good and take it yeah it, you know I get on here, I talk to people. I like listening to the different stories, but this helps me, 
Like when I go out there, it helps me a lot. It helps me to articulate myself in a certain way, not as far as being angry or anger. You know, I shoot my motivational videos. Hey, check out my uh, IG. Like people chime in to um, Inspiration by Dime on IG. I I do a Monday morning motivational. And I, I don't do that for clout or to get a thumbs up. A lot of the times it's for me, you know, to pick myself up. A lot of people get on platforms just to look good, to get a thumbs up, to get a paycheck. But I'm rebuilding and restructuring myself every day. It's like my mind travels to places to where, you know, unknown. I don't want to think about that. So how can I bring myself out of that? You know, I I have a seven-year-old son. He sees everything, how I think, how I move. So if he sees me down, I have to figure some. I have to figure out something to bring myself out of the funk. I don't know if I explained it before. It's like when people see you, they view you, and they look up to you. You know, they're a part of your 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 train. You know, they're the passengers. I derail. If I derail anything that happens with me is going to affect everything about them and how they view life. I give up. Guess what? It's going, it's, he's going to say, well, you know, daddy gave up, you know, so it, it must be okay for me to give up. And, you know, even, even with my wife, she sees it like, hey, hey, my husband, you know, I look for him for strength. Even when you think people are not really looking at you and viewing you, they look for you. They look at you. They see you. I see how Donald's moving. Yeah, he's doing you know, the right with, thing. With you saying that, you know, we ran into each other for the first time at pickup for your son, my daughter at the school. And uh, the very next time that we ran into each other, you put your hand on my shoulder and said, man, calm down. You don't need to be so angry. There was, I've been sitting in line waiting for 15 minutes and he just keeps passing me up, passing me up, passing me up. And I was mad. And you know, it, as soon as you said, I did, I calmed down and it was, it was, it's not that big of a situation. It's not that serious, you know? And that's been the hardest thing for me to come through is, is my anger. And, and I, I've got, I think I've gotten it now. And it, I'm not drinking no more. I mean, I haven't drank in two weeks at least. I'm not drinking like I used to, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, man. And then things are going good. And I, I'd like to think I got my anger in check. I'm still a little irritable here and there, but... Hey, you know, we all can be, I suppose. You know, that's 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 the thing that that's how we react, how we respond to our anger. You know, how we put that out to people when we're angry. We, we you, you can that's that's innate. That's natural for us to be upset about things. You know, it's it's how we respond to it. That's that's the biggest thing. How we respond to what's going on around us. And you know, you know, the military teaches a lot about that. Your response during a certain activity, how would you respond to this? So, and, and you, the thing is, is how do we get back to that training? Like everything's going on around us. So I need to be tactful about what I say because I can end up ruining my life <laughs> and the person's next to me life. Because the things you say, this, this is a generation of, of sensitivity. I'm sorry to say it, but it is a generation of sensitivity. Yeah. You're right, and that that's the problem that I have in the workforce. You know, it's I don't I got a sharp tongue. I, I don't I don't know how to hold it sometimes, and 
some people can't take it, some can. And like I said, that's where I get along better with vets or those that are in the military because they understand that sharp tongue. It's not in anger or hate or anything to the sort. It's just I'm direct, you know. Um, I like to wear my colors on my sleeve. I'm a pretty honest guy, I'd like to think. Yeah. It's hard for people to get that, you know. Yeah, because, you know, these folks, they want to, you need to explain things. Military did just get it done. Like yeah. move out. I gave you your, your, your direction. Here's your order. Yeah. Goodbye. It's civilian sector sector. You have to explain a lot. Yeah. It becomes a little, oh my God. But anyway, bro, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for giving me some of your time, man. Like oh, thank you. This actually means a lot for me to for you to get up on here and put out some honesty. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, like I said, man, that, that's that's kind of why I reached out to you. You know, it, it shouldn't take 15 years to get where I'm at. Right. It, it shouldn't. And like you, I'm still going through it every day. Still working on it. Yeah, hey, it's it's admitting it. Like I have problems. I still have a problem. Will I be over this problem? I don't know. Like this honesty. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people sit back and they lie to themselves. Yeah, I'm gonna be good every day. But working what's the truth it. behind that? I'm working it. I'm not perfect. I'm working it. Struggle most of the time. Like I said, it's the last two years is I'm just now running. Just now running. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm I'm hey, I'm trying to catch you, man. So hey. <laughs> I'm trying to run with you, bro. So don't worry about it. You good. I appreciate you. Hey, man, tell your family I said thank. Thank you. Thank tell, you, man. Tell, tell, tell your wife, thank her for allowing you to get on here and talking to old Hayden. <laughs> she, she, needs to, she needs to meet more of my military friends. She she met old Hurt. And, you know, Hurt, Hurt's an acquired taste, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get old country on here, but yeah. All right. That's, He'll that's, come on. He'll get it. One day. One day. I hope you're listening, Christopher Hurt. Right. You call this a call out, Christopher Hurt. Listening. <laughs> hey man, Vest, let's talk. Who's up next for formation, man? I need y'all to get on here and put, put some honesty on the table about what you go through. I got a couple of things about leadership that's coming out real soon. The next one is coming out. I got a, you know, no, before this one. So I'm not going to spill the beans on that. I'm going to try my best to move to two podcasts a week. It's going to be solo. And then it's going to be an interview. But who's up next for formation? Vets, let's talk.